Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Emily, and we are talking about episode nine of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season three. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm great. If you are an editor for this show and you have footage of Jen putting in her contacts, yep. contacts, are you adding flashbacks to her arrests with dramatic music as a metaphor for her impending legal troubles? I mean, absolutely. Everyone knows there is nothing more threatening than something coming towards your eye. So mm. seeing her finger go towards her eye and this fever dream of flashbacks was... I mean, it was horror art house. It was an editor's first day on the job. And they were like, I'm going to show them what I am capable of. I feel like that editor was like, I watched Hereditary last night and I am ready to roll, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this show no. needs? More subtext. <laughs> it was insane. And that's what that was the first, Meg, that was the first clue that this was a filler episode with some highlights. Yeah, a fun filler. A fun filler. It was a fun. There were there were some real high points. Angie K, if I may. Yeah, yeah. Some, star some all star performance. Uh, absolutely, the Oscar this week goes to Angie K. Um, so there were some really hilarious. My other favorite moment was when they zoomed in on Angie H's sandwich. It looked it looked good. It looked for me slimy because it was too zoomed in. <laughs> like there's nothing worse than a slimy sandwich. One time I was eating a Jersey Mike's and I was like, this is delicious. And then I looked and the meat looked a little wet. And I was immediately like, nope, I'm out. Uh, I love Jersey Mike's. Have we talked about this? Jersey Mike's is great. Jersey Mike's I think is my favorite fast sandwich, fast cash sandwich. I do like Jimmy John's because like I know what it is, you know, like I know exactly what I'm getting and I think the bread's pretty good, but I love that Jersey Mike's has a drive through. Oh, amen. If, if, well, our Jimmy John's has a drive through our, oh wait, we're opposite. Our Jersey Mike's no drive through our Jimmy John's drive through. Oh, wow. I wish my Jersey Mike's had a drive through. I have to haul my butt in every time. And you know what? I said it before and I'll say it again. I like Subway. Whoa! There's sugar in that bread, and I Whoa. like sugar. Wow! Yeah, I'm still getting the spicy Italian six inch. Been getting it since I was in eighth grade, and I'll get it till I'm eighty. Um, anytime you walk in the Cougarite at BYU or the Cougariot, oh. as I call it, you're hit with the wall of the subway smell. Yeah, which is sugared carbs. You would think it would be the teriyaki bowl, but oh. it is. It's Subway. There's this like alley in Lagoon that goes past the teriyaki bowl and no smell in this world makes me want to immediately vomit like that smell. We used to have teriyaki bowl once a week at the MTC and it was like, oh, hell yeah, it's teriyaki bowl day. Oh, this teriyaki sticks. Sorry, teriyaki sticks with an X. Look, you got to get the wins while you can in the MTC. (laughs) Absolutely. You Um, can have free soda too, right? Didn't they have orange soda on tab? I don't remember. I didn't My mom know. would mail me Diet Coke. She's a good woman. She is the best. I wait, uh, your mom is old. I want you to remember that. I I remember it now. But like she's gonna need you one day. And oh. then you're, like, you're gonna have to remember this. <laughs> okay. I remember 
this is just me reminiscing now, but I would have my Diet Coke on my lunch tray and like missionaries would flock to my tray and be like, where did you get that? And I'd be like, sorry, you got to have a Carrie Morley connection. I'm not sharing. Yeah, right. CTR, you guys, no caffeine. All right, buzz off. Buzz off. Um, Her okay. sentencing date, Jen's date, has been moved again to January 5th now. So they've moved this thing so many times. I don't I don't even know. Uh, maybe we need to bring Eli back for this. But does she need a lawyer? Does she have to keep paying her lawyer through the sentencing date? Or because she's not going to trial anymore, is her lawyer just going to get paid when it's time to sentence? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to. Thanks. Someone text Eli. Um. Here's the biggest question, though, Meg. Why in the world is this woman filming the season? That's what that flashback reminded me. It's like, why did she choose this? For the money? You know, I have talked to multiple people who are friends with cast members on this show, and they all say, like, they do not enjoy this. And so I have that eternal question. Why is anybody doing this? And I wonder if you just get, like, you know, when you're in a job, you don't really enjoy, but it's like, what's the alternative? I think they all might be in a what's the alternative frame of mind right now. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. So they go to Beaumont for lunch. Have uh, you been to Beaumont for lunch? I could talk about Beaumont all episode. It is so crowded at lunch. Impossible oh, yeah. to get a table. Impossible to have a conversation. Felt like a very weird choice. Um, And they were on the high table, which I, I would rather die than have to sit at a high table for any meal. I will wait an hour. I'm not climbing up a chair. I, I am sure. not refused to do it and do not ask me to. Yeah, it's almost as humiliating as getting out of the hairdresser, uh, the salon chair. So embarrassing. On my first date with my now husband, he took me to the bayou and they were like, you can get in now, but we only have this table or you can wait it like 40 minutes. And he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, we can sit down because I was trying to be like, oh, I'm cool and chill. No worries. And then when we sat down, I immediately was like, I want to wait for the booth. <laughs> <laughs> and he still married me. But I was like, I climbed up in a short leather skirt. I sat down and I was immediately not going to happen. This is not, yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah so that's fair. I go back and wait for a table, like for a booth. And I think they felt bad. So they sat us sooner. I think they were like, this girl's hanging on by a thread. Yeah. She's fighting for her life. She's about to cry. I thinking it, speaking of people hanging on by a thread. Okay. I know I dog on Heather's outfit every single episode. So here we are again. Usually, Heather sometimes I cut it out. Sometimes I leave part of it in and part of it. Anytime it's body specific, I cut it out. Just FYI. <laughs> body specific is she has short legs, elongate them. And that's a hot tip for any short lady. <laughs> Me, elongate them. But no, the bizarreness of her outfit this time is she has a very cute dress on. She has a very cute long coat on. But for some reason, she has chosen to tie a denim button up around her waist. But it's uh, it's oh, covered. I didn't notice it's covered by the coat. It makes no sense. And I feel like, Emily, why are you digging in about this outfit? Because it's insight into Heather's brain, which is she doesn't know what's left and what's right. Emily, uh, I am going to say something and I'd like to give a trigger warning. Oh, no, it is menstrual related. Hold on just a second. Mona, what do you need? In a while. Okay, I'll text him in a while. Sorry. Mona. There was a time recently where I, as an adult, 
went to dinner with some friends and had a bit of a feminine emergency and found myself having to tie a jacket around my waist. Could Heather have been in a similar predicament? No, because she had the jacket was long. It was a plaid jacket. It covered her back. But then she put a tie or a wasting around it. Also, were you in jeans? Because how much of that accident would go into a dress? You got to ask. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. Your choice. It was a weird choice. But what was not a weird choice is she ordered the breakfast burrito, which is either going to be absolutely the best breakfast burrito you'll ever have or ice cold and disgusting. It's always 50% chance at Beaumont. I have never had the breakfast burrito. The tuna sandwich, delicious. Their pastries, dynamite. I'm just saying that breakfast burrito is either going to be piping hot and incredible or it's going to be cold and you're going to hate your life. I've never, I've been there nine times. It's always half and half. But when it is hot, it is the best breakfast burrito. The bacon is so crispy. Mm. They have really good fries too. Very good fries. Um, Well, Dana shows up. She's here solely just to make sure Angie Harrington knows she wasn't invited. Yes. And to Rumor is... Angie called all the cast members and asked to be invited. I saw that floating around Instagram. So us, us. Dana should not be on the show. And I mean that in the best possible way. She's uncomfortable in every scene she's in. She does not look like she wants to be there. She does not have the temperament for this. I want her to be happy and stay away. This is not Dana's destiny is how I'm feeling. And again, it's not. It really, for me, is not anything against Dana. It's purely that this is not, she's not, that. it's just what you said. She is uncomfortable. She does kind of bring it in like, well, Meredith invited me. And it, and the episode gets worse for Dana because Dana, I think the problem with this show for Dana is she seems, she seems to have some sort of sense of right and wrong. Yes. And this shows for gray areas only. Okay. Yes. Not even right and wrong, but like this is insane behavior and this is within the realm of normal society. Yeah. She's the only one whose gauge on that is still functioning correctly. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's morally right and wrong. It's just like, oh, you shouldn't yell at someone. And and look, and I, I I again will say I don't think Dana was right to call Jen a bully, but Dana is right as in Jen goes from zero to an eleven, and we do just let Jen yell at people. And if you were in public and you saw someone just yelling at that, wouldn't you be a little like, whoa, 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 cool it? Yeah, exactly. Or like if that was my friend, I'd be like, hey, what if, what if you stopped yelling at everybody? You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't again. I don't think Jen was a bully. I think she had every right to stick up for herself because I think she was getting cyber bullied by a 50 year old businessman. So I was fine with Jen <laughs> 52. Up. 52, a father and a businessman. So I was fine with Jen sticking up for herself. And that's where I disagree with Dana. But I think Dana's point is like, hey, she kind of talks to you guys in the worst way possible. <laughs> If you are if you are invited by a friend who is invited on a girls trip by someone who you know does not like you, are you going? No. No. There is no but I I don't why do you want to be with someone you know doesn't like you? This is something I've never understood. If you know someone does not like you, why do you even want to go? Like I don't exactly. but, To be honest, 
I do have a superpower where I don't feel left out of things. I'm like, I don't uh-huh, care. That's great. To be honest, I don't really want to go. My feelings are very rarely hurt that I'm not invited because I'm like 90% of the time I want to sit at home and read a book. I'm in the middle of a 15 book series romance novel. I'm busy. They're all dukes and they're all tall. So I'm Scottish. Busy. Four of them are. Perfect. Thank goodness. So I'm like, I already have stuff I want to do. I don't want to go, but I absolutely do not want to be around people who don't like me. I don't have the confidence for that. I would, I, I hate myself with a group of friends. I know thinks I'm awesome. Can you imagine the spiral? No, I cannot. I I will. If, if someone, if I have one joke that only kind of lands in a social interaction, I spend the next month loathing myself. Like uh, I am not built for that. I am not. But Dan is like, I'm going. I don't care. Which like, whatever. Anyway, we go to Jen's house. It's Ramadan. So she's trying not to fight. Um, And Meredith is like, I'll see about that. Hey, can I invite Dana? And then Jen's like, well, I trust you, Meredith. And I was like, why? Yeah, Why? Why? Why do you trust Meredith? But um, yeah, we're going to bring that up. Uh, I will also say something about the Jen and Meredith interaction that really interested me was Meredith was wearing her gold watch over her turtleneck sleeve. I liked it. I did too. And it made me really wonder about myself. It looked chic. It looked good. She had a very crisp white turtleneck that was somehow still cozy with like these brass buttons and then a gold watch over it. And I was like, style icon queen. Like I'm going to try that. Yeah. It looked like so effortlessly wealthy. You know, you know what I wouldn't call Meredith? Wealthy? CEO of fun. Oh my. Uh, Okay. So that's an absolute failure from the get. Like Meredith's not fun. She's a lot of words. She's a lot. And I would, and I would say, insightful I would say um uh, like confusing I would say well-educated but fun would never come off my lips about Meredith Marks never absolutely not even when she's drunk she's like not fun like remember <laughs> remember when they like got drunk and they had that like sexy dance interaction and Meredith still even drunk in lingerie was like I have a limit you guys and honestly <laughs> I respect it absolutely um because Meredith seems to remember she's on tv but mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, Jen, do you not know this? It's like, Meg, if you started a company and we're like, hey, Emily, you're CFO, like we'd be out of money in one week. I would have bought snacks. Yeah. It's like putting me in charge of marketing. Like what? No, that's not. That's not my job. That's not my lane and I'll stay in it. But at Beaumont, I will say Heather, Heather starts talking about Jen. You know what I mean? And Heather's like, she breaks down in tears about about it angie harrington's like yeah everyone's coming for you heather this is my opinion i feel like heather's given as good as she's getting this season so far yeah i agree i i'm like i don't think anyone is coming for heather i think heather is in a spiral emotionally can i say that agreed i also i want to say at the end of this episode i was like you know what i was fully prepared to not like heather at all this season but she has been having the best one-liners and also she hasn't been as bad as i thought she was gonna be she's like maybe it gets worse again but i was actually like you know what i'm not minding heather i do question some i enjoy her one-liners i question some decisions she's making i think next week's gonna be very i think i'm gonna actually like heather next week because it looks like she stands up for herself 
Yeah. Right now, my biggest problem with Heather is her loyalties mm-hmm. um, and her the blinders she puts on that makes her unable to call out her friend's behavior. I had a bigger problem with Heather on Watch What Happens Live, which I will say this. Heather. Oh, my gosh. She's calling. She's so humiliated. Who calls in the middle of the day? Okay. Heather on Watch What Happens Live is delightful. I will. Like, she's a good guest on there. My beef with Heather is I just don't get why she does not like Lisa so much. Like, I don't get it. Like, on that show, she kept digging in about Lisa in a way that I'm like, I don't understand that like there I just don't get it and it makes me like think like Heather's kind of um I don't want to say delusional but she's made her mind up that Lisa's mean to her so she can gets to be mean to Lisa and I don't know that I think like Lisa's super nice to Heather but I don't think Lisa seems as much of a nightmare that Heather like Andy asked her like who's the rudest Bravo celebrity you've ever met she's like Lisa Barlow I was like Lisa Barlow is ruder than Teresa from New Jersey like (laughs) No way. No, like Lisa Barlow is ruder than like Lisa Rinna. There's no way. There are way ruder people. And those are just the housewives. Like, don't get me started on Summer House. Like there are way meaner Bravo celebrities, but like she just kept digging in on it. And like someone asked her, do you regret saying you hated Lisa Barlow? And she was like, I obviously don't hate Lisa, but she hates me. And I'm like, but that's the thing, Heather. We don't see that. So check the narrative. Right. I it reminds me of in Mean Girls when Lindsay Lohan has started to become popular and all she can talk about is Regina George and everyone else around her is bored with her only talking about Regina George and it's like that it's giving Lindsay Lohan very much and I think that's I think you're even more right in the next thing that happens where Lisa I mean Heather says this trip is a please include me she was like, for me with this trip, I'm hanging on by a thread. So this this trip is like, just please include me, which I'm like, okay, so I'm hearing insecurity. And then we flash back over to Lisa, who is packing one suitcase per day. And we yeah. also see her flashback of her yelling, she's richer than everyone. And I'm like, <laughs> this, these two people, like the dichotomy <laughs> between the two of them is just absolutely hilarious they are never met yeah. friends they couldn't be worse matched in the world love totally loved the entertainment though loved when she said let's run to the louis vuitton store real quick like <laughs> i have some things on a whole louis vuitton i was like things plural ma'am uh, right right ma'am good Not for a you lisa episode though this was basically all we got of lisa I thought it was very telling when Heather said, I like suppressing things. I like packaging it up and not dealing with it because we've talked about that, how she is unwilling to engage in confrontation in a way that makes it very destructive. Yes. Like, and Whitney says, I think what's going to happen when I see Heather is she's going to lead with a joke and she's going to act like nothing's wrong. And she's going to, and I'm going to be nice to her till I lose my cool. And I was like, Welcome to every confrontation with anyone's mom. Like Heather truly is everyone's mom. You're Heather is a boomer who had emotionally stunted parents. And we're a therapy generation. Heather, okay? We are. We are. Like it like change is possible. But I was like, oof, that's a tough run to be around when you're like, we never resolve anything. Yeah. It's it's yes. Yes. It's tough. Um we do see one quick vignette of Angie K and Jen planning the most confusing themed party. Well, they're going to merge heritages. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which I definitely understand that. I don't, I'm shaking my head. No. Tongan and Greek. Yep. And then she called it like Greekin. (laughs) I don't, I would can't wait. Honestly, can't wait. So Um, is it important to speculate at this point in the podcast, whose trip is this? Okay. This Yes, this is, this is Angie's trip. She's, it's her friend's house. That's what I think makes the trip because Whitney, my gosh, I'm going to lose my cool. I'm in the middle of something so important. Doesn't my dog understand that, Meg? She just wants to participate. She? She, they. Um. So my thing about Angie K is it's her friend's house and it seems like she is Right. Why can't they both host is, I guess, the bigger... Like, no, Meg, the question is, why can't they both be host? Well, apparently because the host gets the master bedroom and that's the way it is. Emily Post proclaimed. Well, someone should tell Whitney in Scottsdale because right? she gets the master. And yeah, Jen- let's give the convicted felon a reward. Yeah, she definitely deserves it because she's been living really rough the past few years off stolen money. Oh, savage sorry you have to live in harvard yell now yeah sorry you downgraded from a giant tacky chalet to a very classy home that you def that was used for a disney movie okay you're living the freaking dream you don't think i want to live in johnny tsunami's house i would die to meg same should we rent it for a party yes okay great um it's gonna be vacant soon (laughs) burnt um okay so they go to the airport and wow, these looks just absolutely one swing and a miss after another. Dynamite, dynamite, <laughs> dynamite. Uh, just incredible looks. At 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Angie K. Okay, she's in crop sweat. Angie K. loves the evil eye. That's her thing. That's her signature color is the evil eye symbol. It's uh-huh. on sweats numerous times. They're cropped at a hilarious length. And she's very Capri's 2001. Yep. She's also wearing the most insane sunglasses inside. I mean, they're insanity. They are Jamiroquois. I mean, they're they're rough. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. You are correct. Um, also at the airport, Dana's like, I feel really awkward. I'm like, yeah, because you weren't invited, Dana. Yeah, it's tough. It's like you have to be a Jen Shaw to make that work, right? And Dan is just not a Jen Shaw. He's not. And you know it because Dana showed up in a Nike windbreaker and Jen Shaw showed up in some very cool high-waisted blue like bell bottoms and a fur coat. Yeah, at 5 a.m. Little different vibes going on and and complete hair and makeup glam. Jen Shaw got up at like 2.30 to do that hair and makeup. She had to. She did. She did. And I hate to give Jen a single compliment because, you know, she's the worst, but those pants were very good on her. They were cool pants. Yeah, she looked great. Heather's wearing, yet again, just another confusing outfit. Can I even say it? Yeah. What is it? She had a t-shirt on that said her skin was gold and it looked like there was a gold chain. Like it was. Oh, right, right, right. It was very like MC Hammer. And she had like wide leg MC Hammer pants. So I did like when her suitcases fell down the escalator. (laughs) <laughs> we've all been there i almost lost a kid down an escalator who was trying to take their suitcase up and then like they had one leg on one step and another leg on like three steps down i thought we were gonna witness like a major injury 
like and you know the thing is it's not their fault because they're kids but like there's something that just enrages me about kids on an escalator like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like hold it together you idiot like this is just, just step life. just step just step just step i know i like distinctly at an airport was like just stop talk, walking just hold still like it's not that hard <laughs> What are you, buddy, the elf? Just stand on a step. But I do, I was like, why did Heather try three? Bold move, love her confidence. Um, Whitney says what we're all thinking, which is like, oh, yay, another domestic flight because someone has a court order travel restriction. Yeah, tough. You didn't see Whitney much this episode, but I want to say I really enjoyed every time we did. She was funny. Whitney's had enough. Whitney's had it. She's had it. So- Angie Kay's really taking charge in the van. She's like, there's no rules. But then Meredith's like, no, there is a rule. No locked doors. And I was like, wow, CEO to, CEO of fun is really off to a good start. And what can we understand that rule? Why would you say no locked doors? I guess like because Lisa maybe locked them out last time because she didn't want to talk to anybody. But that's just called healthy boundaries. And yeah, Meredith that, uh, know that. Meredith of all people should know that. Yes. Um, right at this point, I am not feeling good about Dana's future uh, on this trip because she's like, this is the first girls trip I've ever been on. And I was like, okay, I am a veteran of girls trips. They uh-huh. are not for the week. And this girls trip is like the most unhinged amount of emotional energy coming at you. It's one thing to go on a girls trip with friends. You Even then. You'll be stretched to your limits. Even then, someone gets too hungry. No one can find parking. It's over. Yeah. To go with people who you are acquainted with and have to pretend to be friends with for a show is really um, braver than the Marines. Uh, Yeah. Again, she is doing... She's making some interesting decision. I mean, Angie H was like, I think you left your street smarts at the door. And I was like, I think she left her rational thought process at the door. Why is she here? She doesn't want to be here. And I feel uncomfortable for her. So it's not enjoyable. She, I will say Dana looked amazing on the yacht. Her outfit was great. Chic, understated. She looked great. She should probably be every day. I was into Angie K's like dress thing too. I was very into Angie K. And I want to say Whitney looked very cool too. She was in like a really cool gold look. Yeah, Whitney looked good this episode. I that top wouldn't work on a lot of people, but it worked on Whitney. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back in the we get to the house. How are you feeling about the house? First <laughs> first reaction. Uh, better than Scottsdale for grading better, on the curve. Better than Scottsdale, still very random. Very cool. random. It's giving a selling sunset flip. Yes. Yep. The pool makes no sense to the front of that. The front of the house is like the father of the bride. And yes. the inside in the back of the house is like, yeah, a club in Santorini. <laughs> yes. Which bedroom, is like no shade. Sounds no great. Shade. The bedrooms are like industrial. Like the, the bedrooms, bedrooms are for children. Those beds just being on like a box, like a metal box spring was killing me. Yes, it was very utilitarian, very, you are not going to be spending a lot of time in your room because it's not big. Or like, you will fall into this bed drunk, you won't care, it's fine. Yeah, you won't yeah. Think about it. How many times do you think Angie said humble abode? 10,000. Wow, wow. She 
really here's the thing about angie k she's doing the most and i want to hate it because it's giving very pick me girl energy like it's a try hard but she is in a few she is infusing energy that we needed yes i did start to like really clench my jaw watching her get so excited explaining this house knowing that she was heading I think more than anything, it demonstrated to me the chokehold that Jen Shaw has had on these women for years. And they're they've become, of- they've got like Stockholm syndrome. They're afraid of her and they should be. Yeah. Because yeah. she would yell at you. I think if you could ever get to the point, like Mary kind of got to, that you didn't care that you got yelled at. Like, don't you think Mary did not care that Jen yelled at her? She was like, no. whatever. If you can be that kind of person, you could hang out with Jen Shaw. But someone like me who would live in fear of her like yelling at me, I, I would do whatever she wanted. I, I mean, as I much don't as bag on Heather, I'd probably be Heather. I'm being serious. Why does anyone want to hang out with Jen Shaw? That's what I don't understand. Especially now when she is absolutely one toe into um, depression, anger. You know, when people get really depressed and they get angry and lash out. Yeah. She's not a good time. No, but even in when she's not in depression, anger, she's mean. She's, she's rude. She's mean and she's rude. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but there is a new MVP in Queen B, and it's Angie K. And I'm yeah. honestly here for the reign of it. Whitney says we should give Jen the master because there's a good chance she's going to prison. <laughs> Whitney is saying everything I want someone to say. But also, why? Why does the person who committed serious crimes deserve the master bedroom. No, I mean, you and I know they don't, but I think on this episode, they're still saying like, did she? But we all know she did. She did. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. Um, these two best friends, quote unquote, best friends of 20 years, Angie K and Jen, their fun is, wow, exhaustion, passive aggression. It, it, it's uh, it's uh, the opposite of fun. It's wildly uncomfortable between the two of them. Angie K is not picking up any cues from Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw is not being that subtle, but, or Angie, I guess, just doesn't care. She's like, I don't care. I'm doing my thing. I'm living my best life. Yeah. Good for her. Except Angie, you should be more afraid. Yeah. Because what it turns into is um, Angie's taking too much attention. So Jen pours champagne over her head. And not well, like it's very clumsy and awkward and I hated it. Yeah, it felt very, I wrote here, this is so weird. Because to prove that it was not a big deal, Jen then pours champagne on herself. Right, because Jen can't apologize. She can only make situations worse. Oh, yeah. And Meredith is like, they're all they're all being grade eight idiots about this, except Lisa and Whitney, to be honest. Because Meredith's like, well, everyone has different levels of fun. And apparently Angie doesn't like things poured on her. And I was like, who does in a scenario where you're just chatting with friends, you want something poured on you. I would flip out. I would flip out. I don't, and so I, would Meredith, by that. the way. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. And Jen's just like, I'm being fun. I'm being fun. I'm being fun. It's like, no, it's a power move. You're, you're being a power move. Whitney's like, you should just apologize. It was the wrong thing to do. And you should apologize. And the hill that Jen is willing to die on for this move is absolutely unreal. She says, I'm sorry, I thought I could joke around with you, which is the most juvenile sixth grade response. Um, at this moment, I'm screaming, 
Lisa, don't get involved. I'm screaming at this TV screen. Don't get involved, Lisa. Because Lisa's like, I'm so embarrassed. I should have said something, which yes, you should have. Yes, but survival of the fittest. Right. And yeah, I get it. I agree. You should, if it were me, I would be like, I wish I would have stood up for my friend. But then if it were me, I'd also be like, but I'm not an idiot. So I'm going to go ahead and not get involved and just um, console Angie K and then talk bad about Jen behind her back is what I would probably do too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Best at this point we get what I like to think is a big old can of butt whooping gets opened where Angie K tells all of us she paid for coach Shaw's party and it was $15,000 okay I have an etiquette question if you volunteer your space and say you are hosting a party for someone what's the financial obligation this one's tough because Angie K did give mis- mixed messages to yeah. me. That being said, what we don't know is, did Angie K choose to spend $1,300 on apps or did Jen choose that and Angie got stuck with the bill? Yeah, that's what's unclear to me. Because, because the editing made it look like Angie K just took over. But the editing also made me think Angie specifically was like, you can use my space. Because when Heather was like, I went through that walkthrough and Angie said, you could use my space. I'm like, right. Angie did say she could use her space. Where I got confused was Angie's like, we've never had a homewarming party. So this is great. So that's where I was like, okay, now I am confused because either Jen is using her your space for a party for Coach Shaw and she's paying for everything or you are using your own space to have a party for coach Shaw, but also you wanted a housewarming party. And then that, in that instance, I think Angie is responsible for at least part of, if not most of the bill. I would say most, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know what the answer is and it's keeping me up at night. Well, you know, who's kept up at night is her daughter because now she can't get a horse Meg. I mean, can you believe how tough that life is? JK, she did get a horse. Never mind. They did both. They spent $15,000 on that party and $15,000 on a horse. Just real life issues from real life people. Electra has a portrait with her horse and her name is Electra with a K. Wow, wow, wow. I, again, I can't beg people enough to go to Angie K's Instagram and do yourself a favor and scroll back a couple years. She, uh, this week on the heels of this episode where she knew she was a star, obviously posted some real good, real good selfies. She is good at this. She understands the assignment. She does. And I love it. I do too. Um, So Angie's like, I'm not just mad about the wine. It's everything. And you know what? Okay. Bill aside, $15,000 aside, Jen is mean to Angie K. She treats her like, she talks to her like she's an idiot. But the thing is, Angie K just is like waters up off a duck's back. She just yeah. kept going, which yeah. like remembering Jen's like, I can't eat shellfish. And Angie's like, I'll taste it for you. I was like, hey, you both are a little delusional. Exactly. And that's why this friendship works until right now. But then Heather, Dana's like, listen, I think that you should have said to something to Jen. Like, I think you should have been like, don't pour wine on your friend or champagne or whatever it is. We don't drink. We don't know. Don't tag me about stuff. I don't know. I never will. So Dan is like, you should have said something, Heather. And Heather's like, I'm just glad she's not pouring it on me. And part of me wants to be like, Heather, be a better person. But the more realistic part of me is like, oh, amen. I would be the exact same way. Yes. 
Yes, I agree. But then when Jen comes in, she's so nice to her. I'm like, of course you can have my room. I'm like, this is like a very toxic relationship and and it's hard to watch. There's a way to pull Jen to the side and be like, Jen, I honestly, like, you know, I just love you. I do think like you should just say sorry to me. Like I thought Whitney handled it the best. I do too. Whitney waited until that moment passed and then was like, you should just apologize. She didn't think it was funny. And that's the end of the line. But Heather is so desperate to not be caught in the the fire, the line of fire. She's going to throw anyone under the bus. And she does. And she does. She also tells Dana in a not a very nice way, just stay out of it. You're a guest of a guest. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Dana feels welcome. Woof. Anyway, needless to say, things are pretty tense. Um, Jen's under the delusional thought that people get mad at her because she speaks the truth, but I'm like, no, people are mad at you because you yell at them and pour things on them. Also, people being mad at me because I speak the truth is like what the trolls on Twitter say. Like, it's not, it's stupid. It's, it's like saying, sorry, you feel that way. Like, it's delusional. It's narcissism delusion, which honestly, in a way, must be nice. Can you imagine if you thought you were right all the time? Must be nice. It would be wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, so they go through the house. They go into the Sprinter van, which is so stupid. I don't know why the world, these women keep using the thing, raise your hand if, oof, don't do that anymore. Like, stop. So Angie K's like, raise your hand if you thought this was funny. And like, no one, no one thought it was funny. No one raised their hands. Everyone's dying on this hill. This is where they, this is where I think Angie K made a misstep. Bringing Mm. up that Jen didn't pay for any Coach Shaw's party in front of everyone, I do think was great TV, bad interpersonal relationships. Yeah, it's a pretty low blow. It's a low blow. Um, I thought it was really tacky of her. And I'm like, Angie has officially snapped. We'll say Angie's snapped energy is incredible. It is like non-emotional and very cold. <laughs> and articulate. Yep. Not like she's not getting revved up. I like, I feel like Lisa could learn some things from Angie. Like, Angie K was wrong in what she said, but the way she said it was right. And where Lisa gets into trouble is she gets very emotional when she's defending herself. That it's like, even if you are saying everything that's right, I'm gonna murder someone, probably myself. Don't do that. Okay. So, even though I think like Lisa is right, she gets so emotional, no one can hear her. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, so I agree. They get to a yacht. Look, Meg, in conclusion, I wrote to myself, look, they're all they're all being little bees. <laughs> um, Heather calls a yacht a sprinter van on open waters. This is the trashiest yacht I've ever seen. This was a, that was a very funny line from Heather, and I enjoyed it very much. Um, this yacht, quote unquote yacht, is a boat. This crew, <laughs> this crew piloting this yacht is so funny. And I will say, like, if there is a totally normal white dude working, Heather's interested in dating them. Every yeah. single episode. The van driver, the guy who did the tandem bike, the the crew member. I mean, like, there is- The Heather. snowmobile instructor, the, the fishing guys. Bass, bass, bass. Trout. Trout, trout, <laughs> I mean, every single time without fail, Heather's like, oh, I yeah, yeah. I'm like, Heather, raise the, raise the bar. Right? I guess it's her gimmick, I have to imagine, because there was nothing appealing about that captain. No no bit should last three seasons. And also, what I couldn't understand, Meg, is were they all wearing, like, fake Chanel-branded items? Like, I feel like this yacht had, like, fake 
Chanel branding. I felt like this yacht went to Hooters and said, give us your your most mid-employees and we're going to put them on this yacht. Like, hey, Hooters, who do you think's like at rock bottom? Great, we'll take them. We'll take them. Yeah, they did. These ladies did not seem to like their job, and who blames them? Because they immediately got sexually harassed by another group of women, and it's not fun. Nothing's fun, and it really spirals for us at the end. Jen is, can I say, seems manic. You can. She seems manic at the end of this episode. I mean, she is. it's a spiral of how mad she is about what happened in the van and I hate I don't want to defend John Shaw at all because I think 10 out of 10 she's a bad person again I think it was very wrong to bring up Jen owing that much money when here's the thing do you not know Jen like you want to say Jen's guilty and you don't like her great you want to be like I'm her friend but I'm gonna bring up the worst things in front of everyone Ugh, it's a tough look it's a tough look um, and they, you know, what's Angie K's objective? Is it to endear herself to these women or to prove she's right? I think Angie K's objective is to be cast on the housewives. And I think she's well on her way. You know what? I welcome it. Same. Um, they're gonna be on the boat more next Can't week. Wait. So Looks like we get someone throwing next week is a big week for us. It seems we see we finally get the answer to whose shoes got thrown off the boat. Mm-hmm. aka the yacht if you will i won't but if you will um and then the second which is who what happened to heather's eye oh, i can't wait a mystery that keeps me up at night cannot wait to solve it probably had a shoe thrown in it the thing is did you see the the when they showed that she opens a door and she walks out and something seems to happen and i don't know why but i think it's going to be a fishing pole to her eye well a great I hope that's it. I hope so too. Like someone's holding a fishing pole over their shoulder and she just happens to walk out and is like, ah, my. Ah, ah. Um, we'll talk about whatever happens next week. Please subscribe to our bonus episode feed. We have a bonus episode on the Bachelor in Paradise finale and we are about to record a pop culture pop-in bonus episode that will be available Monday. So you can catch those too. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon.